1: Hey there, Joshua Fisher here, one of the producers of the Believe Podcast Network. And this month at Believe, we're doing something really cool. We're doing some special shows with the NFL offseason in full swing and the NFL draft right around the corner. We're doing eight separate shows where each NFL team gets a Believe host to represent them. This show right here for you guys is the NFC North. We have Joey Christopoulos of Believe in Betting Chicago, representing his Chicago Bears. We have Ethan Rosenswag of Believe in the Opening Line, representing his Green Bay Packers. We have Jacob Sersasimo of Believe in the ATP Tour, our tennis guys, coming in to represent his Vikings. And then, of course, we have Derek Ogry of Believe in the Lions podcast, and he's representing his Detroit Lions. Really great stuff by everyone involved. We had a great time, great banter, and we hope you enjoy.
2: We sitting here. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. What? Ah. clock at 5.
3: Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Rebound box. back out to out.
1: Before we get into this awesome round table with a bunch of hosts, just a friendly reminder that we are brought to you guys by True Classic Tees. Super excited about this sponsor. Style is changing. Formal wear is out. And t-shirts are in. True Classic Tees are my favorite. It's based in Los Angeles and a t-shirt company that's on the rise. The t-shirts are soft. They hold up in the wash and they're incredibly versatile. You could wear them out. You could wear them to work out or you could wear them around the house because we are all around the house right now. And the best part, they're incredibly, incredibly cheap, only $15. And now you could get them for even less. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. We are also brought to you guys by LinkedIn Jobs. Yep, LinkedIn Jobs are back. The perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come, and the only place to find the perfect hire is on LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. And why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can... Pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Well, guys, now that those are done, go check them out. And now check out this awesome round table with some NFL talk. Enjoy. Joshua Fisher here, one of the producers of the Believe Podcast Network. We're back for a third time. This time you have the NFC North. The Kings of the North over here. We have Derek Okri representing the Detroit Lions of the Believe in Lions podcast. We have Ethan Rosenswag, a.k.a. the Raz of Believe in the Opening Line, representing his Green Bay Packers. We have Joey Christopoulos, the Greek freak of the Believe podcast network, representing Believe in Chicago, bet, betting Chicago. And Jacob Cersasimo of Believe in ATP Tennis, but he is from South Dakota, correct? And one of the only people I've ever met from South Dakota now, and he is a Viking. Fan. You're welcome. He's, he, thank, you're welcome. thank you, man. And he is representing the Minnesota Vikings. Gentlemen, before we started recording, Roz was already talking some shit. He already threw it down. He said, this is going to be, let's see who can try to top the Green Bay Packers. A question I want to pose to I you mean, guys. If you yeah. remove the quarterback, so no quarterback on each team. So Rogers is out, Stafford's out, Cousins is out, and then Trubisky slash Foles slash me are out of the Chicago bears who's got the best roster kick- let me let me yeah
4: let me I'll take I'll t- I'll kick it I'll kick it off here because Please. I think the Packers roster is uh going upwards without Rodgers right now um obviously we need the man we need 12 we've seen what it looks like when he's not there we didn't make the playoffs the previous two seasons before this one but look he came back he was healthy we're in the NFC championship game with a new coach I'm um, pretty incredible on the other end, the bears basically play without a quarterback already. So that question doesn't need to be answered. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love Cleo Mack. So that's, that is what it is. I'm going to let these guys take it away for their team. I do have a lot of love for Matt Stafford. I don't know what else they got going on there, but I'll let the other teams tell me their rosters. Derek,
1: what do you uh, think? I'll, I'll, yeah.
3: Go
0: ahead. Joey. Okay, cool. Um, well, welcome gentlemen meeting of the four families of the NFC North, um, Just want to say I'm proud to meet all of you guys. I'm sure our grandfathers have been getting in fights and bars uh, with each other for the last 35, 40 years, which is great. And uh, (laughs) my Green Bay Packers friend, I think you answered the question for us. Um, You know, remove the quarterback. uh, I kind of think the Bears just might have the best roster, right? I mean, that is the thing that's been pulling us back the whole time. We went 12 and 4 two years ago. Last year, we went 8 and 8 with perhaps some of the worst quarterback play in the NFL and uh the reason as a bears fan to be optimistic right now especially within the division is i mean let's be honest you guys every single team every single one of you guys has talent on your team but i mean man we were so bad offensively last year we should have gotten blown out in every single nfc north game that we played didn't really happen of course we didn't win those games but at the same time we're kind of building from there i don't know i think our defense is going to kind of have a sneaky bounce back this season um, from our perspective, obviously, and I think all of our teams, I think we've either lost or looking to shore up some offensive weapons. I'm sure Minnesota will talk about losing Stefan Diggs. I'm sure on Johnson and uh, Detroit will talk about whether he's healthy or not. And whether you see a regression from Aaron Jones and Green Bay. Um, but I mean, I think that's kind of the interesting thing about our division, right, is that I don't think we have. The most elite skill players in the NFL in our division. Our teams are more of a collection. Our teams are the sum of a whole, which is what makes our uh, our division so interesting and why we're a pre-production coordinator's dream, right? Like, let's show all the old videos before our games. Let's show the guy with the breath that the the dragon breath that goes out 25 feet mm-hmm. because we don't have the Ezekiel Elliotts, we don't have the Julio Joneses, we don't have the Christian McCaffreys. Um, you know, we just have black and blue football. But I mean, I think the Bears roster stacks up just as well
3: as anyone else that's in the division, despite the quarterback right now, which I'm sure we'll get into. Jacob. I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. The Vikings don't have got a whole lot of a roster right now. I think we're kinda I mean, we lost all those defen all the guys on defense. We got a lot of playmakers though, which I do think makes the Vikings kind of a special case in this. Um you look on offense besides cousins, um, the O line is I'm gonna slap a, you know, above average average to a little bit above mm-hmm. O line um on some day on some days um and then if you look at you we got Dalvin cook who's a you know hell of a running back and then you look and we got you know Thielen on the outside and kyle rudolph those are all guys that are big time playmakers but um i think it's time that they all put it together and then you look on defense defense you got harrison smith obviously griffin leaving and Diggs leaving um some of those other guys but you know Anthony Barr Eric Hendricks um at DB we're kind of scarce right now I think we're looking towards the draft but other than that I do think the Vikings have a lot of playmakers it's just whether or not they can all put it together but I think I mean even star power wise I think the Vikings are right up right up at the top of the NFC North with star power and playmakers
1: Mm -hmm. and Derek
2: I, I figured I'd let the other fellas go uh, go first because everybody's sleeping on the Detroit Lions. I mean, you want to talk <laughs> about not having a quarterback. Uh, we didn't have one in 2019 for basically half the season. You saw how that worked out. But also, all these guys are mentioning uh, the Detroit Lions don't have a bunch of household names, but we got a bunch of young, hungry football players that are all uh, Patriot, Patriot way now. Patricia's come in and clean up.
1: Yeah, you homes. are. He's
2: got rid of all the planers, all the whiners all the people that couldn't play and now ready to play some football in 2020 so when you take away the quarterback we still got wide outs to test any of the teams in the north uh as they mentioned you know carry on johnson has been forgotten about he's still a good running back so i feel our offense is ready to go i'm just curious to see how the defense rolls with all the different changes we've made bringing in you know the likes of jamie collins Harmon, danny shelton mm-hmm. and uh true font you know kind of a real over turn in the defense as well as you know will our young safeties come along because I think Tracy Walker is a ball player so I'm excited about their team you know I think this is a tough division across the board and a lot of times it does come down to the quarterback you know who has the the signal caller who's healthy I mean the guy in Green Bay is getting super old the guy in Minnesota you know only shows up sometimes and I don't even know what's going on in Chicago you know you know Nick Foles will be starting there when it's all said and done so uh i'm ready to roll with matt stafford if that back is right and he's healthy so i'm excited for uh, hopefully i was about
4: to give you some credit man i was about to say the lions might have the best all-time early retirement team with like calvin johnson barry sanders and everybody but uh since you're coming at the old man not far away matt stafford should be joining them i mean honestly that team can never stay together and you And you said all the whining's gone away. What are you talking about? Everybody in Detroit seems to be pissed off with Matt Patricia, and he's just doing like every other Belichick disciple has done, and that's take another losing team to the league. I mean, it's brutal over in Detroit. I was going to help you out today. Now I'm going against you. It was great the fact that the Detroit Lions never conceded a lead in regulation to the Packers this past season, yet we took both wins. I just wanted to put that out there as well. Um, And playmakers.
2: Wins, no doubt.
4: Yeah, and playmakers, Devontae Adams, arguably one of the best wide receivers in the league. Aaron Jones, twenty two touchdowns this past season, setting Green Bay records. I think uh, we have a very high powered offense with a lot of playmakers that are known around the league. I don't know about the rest of your teams and your lackluster rosters, but Green <laughs> Bay to me looks like a looks like a prime Super Bowl team.
1: It that it does. The
2: receivers level- down
1: so just letting you know there we go boys yeah, I love the fight I love the fighting words uh you mentioned a lot of you know first Patriot way. yeah first blood has been drawn you mentioned a lot of and it's gonna get colder uh you mentioned a lot of guys coming in the Patriot way to Patricia's team so let's go to the offseason what's your favorite
2: move Derek of the offseason the Lions had um well I- You know, like they mentioned, a lot of people here are down on Patricia. He's had two tough seasons when it comes to wins and losses, but I I really see, you know, two layers deep of of what he's trying to do, what he's trying to build. He's really brought a hard work ethic here. So when you're looking at the additions, it's, it's, it's tough to pick just one. I'm hoping the collection can come together. I mean, they paid Jamie Collins a lot of money. I thought he was done a few years ago, but he came on this last year. He's a versatile piece, can rush off the edge, can go get people. And uh, Harmon, the, the single high safety from New England that they traded for, I think has a lot of ball skills. And that's something we've missed is being able to put a single high back there and bring Tracy Walker and bring Will Harris down in the box, hit people, blitz, do that type of stuff. So I think those are probably the two pieces on defense. And then they really haven't done anything on the offensive side of the ball for the most part. You know, they brought in uh, Jerome Allison, but I think you're really going to see some pieces added in the draft. And if we're healthy you know, and see Hawkinson come on, you know, that mm-hmm. offense should be set. So, uh, g- give me Collins and Durant Harmon, uh, you know, on defense, that could be two integral pieces. If they ball out the way I hope they will.
0: Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question as a Lions fan, how frustrating is it for you that you guys never add on offensively ever?
2: Um, i beg to i beg to differ i feel like uh, a lot of times a lot of the detroit fans are upset because we drafted receivers year after year we went over all, all well, the I mean, offense. I, I should
0: rephrase but, like free agency yeah. wise like i mean marvin jones but i mean like you guys never dip into the water and like the running back pool you guys never go top end. i mean I, you guys do good dra- a good job of drafting a wide receiver but i mean this is a fan you you, you you always like to see your team in the mix in the free agency you know
2: Right. Well, I think this year, you know, th- their focus was on defense. That defense was horrible last year, basically based on injuries. You know, we're, we're riddled across the board on defense and uh, the offense. Wh- where are you going to add? You got you got three receivers that can roll. You've got a, a young tight end that needs the football. You've got two running backs that are OK. I mean, I, I don't know what their ceiling is. We, we do need a horse there. I love it. But uh, we haven't had a running game since Barry left but
4: <laughs> if you're going to
2: pick ago. a side to address it was going to be defense <laughs> rather than offense so I, I think their offense is more than serviceable last year even with no quarterback for over half the year
1: mm-hmm. great question they are going to have to draft receiver go receiver in the draft in my opinion because after Amendola they are a bit thin and he's getting up there in age as well Jacob we'll kick it to you what's a move you like out of Minnesota this offseason
3: um, kind of a sleeper guy but I'm kind of a big fan of CJ ham um, we signed him to an extension um, we kept him and um, I think the fullback position around around the league isn't a very popular position in the league that we live in today so I was very interested to see that they would keep CJ ham um, and you know give him the proper welcome and I think if you got a guy like Dalvin cook who you know says he'll carry the ball as many times as as he can and you know he's a playmaker but you do need to open up a little bit in front of him and with our offensive line not being great over the last few years I think um getting a guy in front of Dalvin Cook like CJ Ham, and also a guy in there like CJ Ham who can also block he can block for um not only Dalvin Cook but give Kirk Cousins a little bit of time because I think everyone in this podcast right now can agree that he does need a little bit more time um especially to make some of those decisions. Mm. And now without digs, obviously that hurts more. So keeping, um, keeping just a nitty gritty guy up front in a fullback like CJ Ham, he can also spit out into a wheel route or something. And, um, he's got some hands on him. He's not just a big fella bowling ball. So, um, I'm, I was kind of a big fan of keeping CJ ham. Obviously we kept Kirk cousins. Um, I really don't, I should be advocating for it, but I don't know how I feel about it yet. Um, you're gonna have to give me some time to, you know, think about that one. But um, keeping C.J. Hamm in that backfield and just the balance that he does—it's one of—he's one of those guys where um, he not necessarily gets all the credit, but if you just watch the game and watch him, he does do a lot of dirty work in there. And I think with totally. you know the high-profile guys we have in the backfield between Galvin Cook and Kirk Cousins, um, they need a you know one extra protector back there. And I think that's what they did with signing CJ Ham again.
1: Pro Bowler, twenty nineteen CJ Ham. I mean, that's a that's a sneaky that's a sneaky pick right there. Very black and blue, very Minnesota answer, South Dakota answer out of you there, Jacob. Uh, we'll go to Roz, man. What are you thinking about the Packers? I hope I hope you don't say Devin Funches because you'll lose all credibility from the start right there.
4: No, actually, I went and had to do some research just to make sure I did back myself up regarding Devin Funches, but I wasn't going to start there. I think <laughs> the biggest part about this free agency was the fact that we didn't participate that much in free agency. Next year, we have Aaron Jones, Kevin King, Kenny Clark, and um, David Bakhtiari, who has been an exceptional left tackle for the Green Bay Packers, all up due for contracts. So we needed to take it easy. We did, did need to address the inside linebacker position. We went with Christian Kirksey from the Browns. Um, hopefully he doesn't play to a Brown standard. We're going to elevate him to a championship type team. Um, but no, I think Devin Funches, what people forget Devin Funches, they, I don't know what they were doing in Indianapolis and he did have a pretty spectacular season when playing second fiddle to Calvin Benjamin in Carolina with a quarterback who has one of the worst accuracy ratings ever in Cam Newton. He had eight touchdowns, 113 targets, 63 receptions, which is a horrible rating or ratio to mm-hmm. targets to reception, but he will play second fiddle to Devonte Adams. He's a big guy. He's only 26 years old. He was a first round pick. I like it. We're still going to need to draft a wide receiver in the draft, but I think he was a big addition. Our biggest loss was Brian. Belaga. We don't give third contracts to a li- to Lyman and he is going to be moving on. He got a nice deal in San Diego. Um, so hopefully Rick Wagner, who we took from the uh, lions will hopefully come in and do his job. I really hope he's not at the line. We're taking lions and Browns, honestly, the two bottom dwellers of the NFL. Um, hopefully Oof. we can bring them up to a real level. And uh, the other thing is I'm glad we gave Geronimo Allison to the Detroit Lions because that guy can't hold onto the ball, whether he had caught it or not caught it. He is leading our team in drops and fumbles, especially in key time. So enjoy Geronimo.
1: Nice. And then we'll go Well, Joey. We'll go to you, man. Chicago.
0: Um, just want to say about Devin Funches. he's on the Kelvin Benjamin uh, eating regimen because he's slow. Uh, anyways, um, I know you guys that all Kelvin, want me baby. to, I know you guys all want me to whip out my uh, thoughts and lamb on the table about Big Dick Nick. Uh, but I'm gonna go a little bit different. I'm gonna go with uh, Robert Quinn is the obvious big signing for the Bears in the off season. You look at the numbers; he had 32% win rate on pass rushes last year. Replacing Leonard Floyd, who had a 12% win rate. I mean, that in itself, even if you cut that in half, that means the defense is better. And here's the deal with the defense. You know, If you look at it from a fantasy perspective, three years ago they were the ninth highest scoring. Two years they were the first. Last year they were the 17th, and that was with Danny Trevathan missing seven games. Roquan Smith kind of losing his mind, losing missing four games. Hicks on the IR. You add Quinn into the mix right now, all of a sudden that can vault them back into the top five conversation. We're hopefully we aren't talking about the offense and the quarterback so much. And I know Kirk Cousins loves to hear this right now, but that Bears defense might be back uh, in full force this year. I also do like a lot uh, the signing of Trey Roberson, the CFL stud. Um, you know, hopefully when you're taking the pickings, uh, the cream of the crop from another league, hopefully he can at least come in and contribute. So I do like that move too, as well for the Bears.
1: Mm-hmm. The Bears got to bring in Barkevius Mango. Artie Burns, a couple former first rounders, and the first round tag never leaves you. Some people always hold out hope for those guys too. I forgot. Yeah, my
0: wife is my wife is a uh, my wife is a huge Steelers fan, and they think that Artie Burns is w- like just hot garbage. Uh, but he's twenty four. <laughs> for- yeah, I know, I know, I know. he's twenty four years old, and um, obviously, if he can just maybe fit in in the rotation, you know maybe you're doing okay, but that's the whole idea. If you got a pass rush, you don't
1: need cornerbacks. Change of pace, defensive back, yeah, totally. I mean, the Robert Quinn, side, you just reminded me of a great signing. He's a beast very underrated pass rusher um but i brought up the draft and this is a big draft uh packers sitting back looking to add that one cherry on top potentially vikings have two picks both in the 20s the lions we know where they're sitting at the three pick the bears for again or without a first round pick so we'll who knows what they're going to be doing in the draft um derek we'll start with you because you're at the top here what are you looking for the for the lions to do with that three pick
2: I'm so glad you came to me on this because the Detroit Lions are going to dominate. They are the key piece in the 2020 NFL draft, picking at three, (laughs) looking to trade down lots of options. Uh, I mean, what we got, we got four picks in the top 85. We got nine picks overall. Uh, You know, we got some needs, no question. But like I said, nobody realized what the Detroit Lions have because you didn't see a lot of the key pieces last year and especially the signal caller. So we go in, we're looking at Ed Rusher. We're looking at a corner. We're looking to uh, figure out what we're going to do at right guard. You know, we can probably get that later, as well as running back and receiver. We can attack those in the fourth, fifth, sixth round in this type of draft where there's crazy depth. So I'm uh, fired up about this draft. I think you'll see the Detroit line trade out of nobody. Everyone's talking Jeff Okud. I think you can trade out, still get a good football player. And. Let's see what they do. Let's see what Bob Quinn does. He hasn't been known to trade down. He always says he has discussions, yet he's always moving up for players he loves. But he has got some good talents in the draft from rounds one to four. Basically, you go back and look at his track record. Uh, those are players that are stuck on this team and they are, you know, above average NFL guys. So I can't wait for the draft. It's my favorite uh, event of the year. And uh, the rest of the North better look out because when this draft is said and done, this this team's going to be ready to roll.
1: So you want You're them? You're
2: not tempted by
0: Tua at all. Tua does not tempt you. You're not thinking about it. You wouldn't, that's not intriguing to you staying there and taking uh, him.
2: I, I've talked about it on my shows. I'm not a Tua guy, but I'm also not a guy that's turning a total blind eye to it. Let's say they come up and they say it, Hey, maybe he's their leader. Maybe they, they have a transition plan for Matt Stafford. Maybe they know something we don't about Matt Stafford, but all signals here in Detroit are people want to just roll with Stafford for the next three, four years and see what they can get out of it. And then move on from the quarterback at, at that point. Mm.
1: Excellent. Yeah, I mean, it's so if they if they stay there at the three is Okuda your move, assuming it's Burrow Young, like like we know it is.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I I think uh, you know everybody here is pretty set on Okuda because they moved Darius Slay, but you know everything's been cooling on Isaiah Simmons here. But I feel like he's the chess piece that Matt Patricia wants—a guy yeah, who can
1: the versatile guy. move from
2: the back, edge rush everywhere, a leader, a captain. But it doesn't sound like that's the rumblings I'm hearing. But my guy would be Isaiah Simmons. I think you get a corner in the second or third round, whether it be Arnett, Gladney, some of these guys that could ball out and not have to spend a top three pick on a corner. You move down to six, seven. We've got a different discussion. But you know, I'd go Isaiah Simmons. I wouldn't be surprised to turn him, see him turn in the card for Okuda.
1: Mm, nice. Chissimo. Go to you, man. You got the twenty two and got the twenty-five. What are the Vikings looking looking to do in the draft? Anyone specific you think they're targeting?
3: Yeah, we're definitely gonna go offense defense, I think, with uh with those two draft picks back to back. I mean, at this point, we kinda have to. Um, we need to replace Stefan Diggs. Now, whether I saw some reports that, you know, maybe Denzel Mims from Baylor, they mm. might reach out there. We just need we just need a solid guy though at that position. We don't need a superstar. You saw how we've uh We failed the entire state of Minnesota by getting Laquan Treadwell, you know, trying to get a superstar out of, um, you know, right out of college, get a big name guy, get someone that, um, you know, people are really looking to. We don't need that this year. We have Adam Thielen. We don't necessarily need to go get someone who's going to, you know, knock the socks off everybody like a, like a Judy or, you know, we don't need anybody like that. We need someone who's going to come in, know their role, play their role and hold on to the football. I mean, that's, that's, it's as simple as that is what we need at the wide receiver position. And I think that's where we're, we have to go there um, with that 22 pick. I think we have to get a wide receiver. Um, just We just need a solid dude at mm-hmm. wide receiver. There's no other way to put it. You just need a solid dude at wide receiver. Um, and then you look at our, um, our 25th pick. We need an edge rusher. Um, losing Everson Griffin is a deep cut, even though we went without him for a few games. Um, when he had that whole hotel incident, um, you know, the, the absence was known. I mean, Everson Griffin is a power wherever he goes in this free agency. Um, God bless that team because they will get a solid edge rusher. We already have Daniil Hunter. So we don't need another, another thing. We don't need someone to just come in and, you know, try to be a superstar right away. We need just a solid dude. And, um, it seems like all lines are headed towards, uh, AJ Espineza from, um,
1: Iowa, keep him up yeah, north. Um, yeah.
3: Yeah. And so we obviously got Chad Greenway from Iowa. Um uh Riley Reef played for the played for the uh, Lions and now he's he's back. Um got a good track record with the University of Iowa coming up to play for um play up north with the Vikings. So um I think we're gonna go uh, we're definitely going wide receiver and then probably edge rusher. But um the Vikings are known to just grab names that no one really heard of. I I can name numerous drafts where they drafted someone and I looked at whoever I was sitting next to and like, who the hell is that? Where, like, who is that? And then they turn out to be, you know, something. So hit you with um, Garrett Bradbury last year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that one and I was like, all right, well, we needed someone on the line, but I still don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, but I think um, that's kind of what Zimmer likes to do. Um, Zimmer's not, let's go, gra- let's go grab the flashiest, let's go grab the best, let's grab a solid dude and bring him in here and make an honest player out of him. So um, I think if we can do that um, at 22 and 25 wide receiver edge rusher, mm-hmm. then um, Vikings fans everywhere would be pretty pleased with what they do in the draft.
1: Yeah, agreed. I, li- I like the AJ pick. I think he'd be nice there. He'd be a good fit across from Danielle. Not too much pressure on him to do things right away. And Denzel Mims is... I, I mean, I'm a longhorn, so watching Denzel Mims play every week in the Big 12, I, I was surprised he wasn't getting as much buzz as he's getting now going into the season and throughout the season. Uh, Raz, one game away from the championship. So close, yet so far. So not to pour salt in the wound, right. but just to do it a little bit. <laughs> You're sitting there at the thirty. What Each do you hope
0: Aaron Rodgers just gets older and older <laughs> anyway today? Thirty seven, thirty eight. It just it just keeps coming. It just it's so tough.
1: What do you what are you hoping the pack do at the thirty spot?
4: Well I gotta I've gotta ask, do the Bears finally get back into the first round
0: next year? Do they have a pick or is that still in Oakland?
1: They're good to go next year.
0: Oh, I mean Buddy, we've been screwing up first picks for first round picks for 20 years. We don't need them, baby. Fine, we don't need them. Just wanted to check because <laughs> if you guys are going to
4: tank for Trevor Lawrence, then this whole Nick Foles thing would be another amazing mark on the Bears' history. Um, all right, let's talk Packers since we're the most important team here. Uh, honestly, I'm interested in listening to that whole Vikings chat because the Vikings have been irritating me. I'm a big Todd McShay guy, to be honest. When I watch college football, I don't really scout. I'm a horrible scout. I have no idea what's going on. If you're winning me money, then I like you as a player. If you're losing me money, then I'm done rooting for you. Um, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, one of those guys. And uh, huge LSU run for Justin Jefferson and the Roz Bank account. So I've been a big Justin Jefferson guy since then. I'm seeing a lot of talk that he's going to go to the Vikings. But if that is not the case, I would love. he's a kind of a steep, deep pole here because there's no way he's going to get all the way to 30. But, but wishful thinking. Honestly, couple moves here for the Packers. Last time we traded in the first round and stayed in the first round, in fact moved up. We had old Clay Matthews, BJ Raji, we got both of them in the first round. Yeah. We ended up winning a Super Bowl, something you guys don't know a lot about. Sorry. Um yeah, a couple it's of Really, na- It's really nice to be on top, by the way. Uh But So what I'm looking at, if the Packers are to make this move, which they haven't done in a long time, I'd love to jump up in between 18 and 23. 18 is where the Dolphins are at, 23 where the Patriots are. Patriots trade away picks like it's their job, and maybe the Dolphins want to stock up on more picks in the future slash this draft. Um, If we move up, I think we're going to go for a guy like Patrick Queen, an inside linebacker Mm. from LSU. I'm really riding this LSU bandwagon. I promise you I didn't only look at teams that won me money, but they happen to have two players I really, really like. Um, if that trade doesn't come to be, then I'm okay sitting at 30 and going with a wide receiver. Like I've heard Denzel Mims apparently just an athletic freak. Um, I'm all in on that. Let's get a big guy. I do really wish we had speed like Tariq Hill. I would love a guy who could just burn the field and let Rodgers chuck it downfield. We're hoping MVS can do that. Of eventually he looks like his head's still so far up his ass. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, but if it's not – Mims or T Higgins. I'm not totally sure. I definitely want to stick in the wide receiver range if we're staying in the 30s. Um, but if we do trade up, I'm all in for a good inside linebacker.
1: Mm-hmm. I love I love all that. I think Patrick Queen's a great pick right there. Uh, if you can move up and get him, he may be able to fall. It's a tough go, though. You have to see... How people run on offensive tackles and quarterbacks at the beginning and wide receivers as a whole. Maybe Patrick Queen can slip, but a move up to get Patrick Queen would be very interesting. I'm sure the Patriots are looking to move back as they don't have a second-round pick, although I don't think they'd be able to add one in that case unless they move back for two seconds. Um, Really, really cool stuff there. Um, So now, with this draft, the first round's very deep. We'll go sorry Joey, we didn't get to you yet yeah you don't have a first round pick but what are you looking hoping the bears get to do
0: Oh um oh yeah, yeah I know I, I forgot know. I was like yeah I'll, they don't I'll have a first it, round I'll pick keep it sure. I know we were talking about Super Bowls that happened so long ago that Kings of Leon was relevant I know it was like a really hard thing to just go back in the, the way back machine on that um you know we're at 44 and 50 you know what can I say like what do I want specifically what's going to be there. I mean, when you see all these different mock drafts out there, everyone has a different opinion. Who's going to slide. You know, there's always a couple of guys that go about eight picks too early. There's always a couple of guys that slide down eight or nine picks. And then you get really kind of nervous. Like, should we be taking this guy? Why is he falling this way? He continues to fall a little bit more. The obvious ones for us are offensive line, wide receiver, wide receiver, and uh, cornerback safety, something in the secondary. I actually would like us to see get, get, get another running back. Tariq Cohen's going to be up on his deal this next year. I just think we need kind of some other rotational mix piece in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think highest available offensive lineman. Will a guy like Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver, will Michael Pittman, Chase Claypool, these guys, will they be available at 44 and 50? Who knows? Would I like to have them? Sure. I think the Bears definitely need to add some sort of speed, just straight line speed to their uh, offensive mix. But, uh, you know, we're so far back. It's just going to be a, you know, it's got to wait and see. And then we'll probably know a little bit more day two about what we could possibly do or what I could cross my fingers for.
1: The like best player available type situation. I think that's the Bears got to live in that. Um, I spoke about it with you previously, though, Joey. I, I do like Anthony Miller. I think he's a good baller, and I think he, he's a good fit across Mallard Robinson. So anything else would just be insurance, which is never bad to have uh, in the NFL. Um, we've, been, we've been a little positive so far, so we'll head to the negative slightly. What's one move this offseason that you wish your team made and they didn't make necessarily? Derek, we'll, we'll go back to you with the Lions.
2: Uh, I think we talked about it a little bit earlier, you know, I, as much as I love the whole just wait, wait, wait on a running back, find one in the late rounds, I, I feel like the Lions probably could have made a play, you know, on a running back, you know, whether it be Melvin Gordon or somebody else, just to add another guy back there, you know, another guy. To me, Melvin Gordon can catch, he can run, he's big, you know, he's had some injury issues when he plays ball. He's a, He's a good football player. So could have got him at the kind of rate where he went to uh Denver. I didn't feel like it was that bad of a deal, like two years, seven million or so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we've we've got over thirty million in space just sitting there. So, like Joey, I think mentioned, you know, we didn't really do anything. If we would have done anything offensively, that probably would have been it. And then also Edge Rusher. They haven't added anything to the edge. When you look at the depth chart, it's basically Trey Flowers, Romeo Quara, and that's it. You know, there's there's not much there if you're going to move the Sean Hand out to the edge and let him rush if he can stay healthy. Everybody forgot about him, but he's a good player. He's an inside outside guy. So, you know, they they need edge rush and they they need to get that running game fixed.
1: Jacob, we'll go to you. We'll go to you, man. We'll, um, and so yeah, some moves you liked in the off season with the Vikings, uh, or did it? Sorry, some moves you didn't like this off season with the Vikings.
3: Um. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be like a big dislike, um, but it's definitely like a question mark I'm going to throw in there. Um, I know a lot of people – I lived in Minnesota for four years during all this, um, and just the buzz around Kirk Cousins is either way up or way down. Um, He doesn't have a lot of fans that are just like, eh, you know, I'm – I'm a little above average on, I'm like, everyone's either like really likes and is like, Oh yeah, he's doing great. Or people are just like waste of money. Mm-hmm. And when they signed that two year extension, it was like the same and all my group messages with like my buddies from college and all my friends from Minnesota, my, I have family there. And they're just like, some of them are like, Oh, this is what we need. Like it's his time now. And everyone's like, we just wasted another three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the two years extension, um, it's a power move definitely by um, the front office. Like, hey, we're sticking with him and we trust him. But on the other end, it's like, where have we gone? Like, we we, like, we didn't even make the playoffs. You know, like, we, we need <laughs> – if we're paying someone this much and we have this much power on our offense, how are we not better? Mm-hmm. Um, I think is a big question mark in Minnesota. And so I think – um, a lot of people, I'd venture to say a good amount of people didn't like the, you know, the signing of um, the two-year extension with Kirk Cousins, and um, I'm, I'm pretty on the fence about it. Um, he's, there's a few games last year he kind of proved he had the it factor, but then again, we had Stephon Diggs on our team, and there were games he barely touched the ball, yeah. you know? Um, and when you have a wide receiver like that and a quarterback like that, you definitely need to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of shows that um, we weren't using our weapons to our advantage. So I think with him staying, we need to start using our weapons to our advantage. Um, I, I hate to say it, but kind of like, um, I mean, Devonte Adams gets put on like he's a superstar over there. You know, like he, he just, they, tr- like they treat him and they give him the resources to be an all-star and that's what he's done. Um, And we should have done that with Diggs more than we did, and we didn't. So I think this two-year extension with Cousins is really going to be a test to see um, how much we actually trust that front office and how much we actually trust their decisions with the infamous quarterback position.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great point right there. The Cousins... They're riding him out. He showed just enough getting to the second round of the playoffs last year. They go, okay, maybe this is our guy. But yes. getting getting rid of Diggs puts him in a tricky situation. We'll see how they can replace him. Uh, Raz, what's something you didn't like the Packers doing this off season?
4: Um, for me, what I didn't like, it's kind of been a couple off seasons in a row. Um, it's us not going out and signing Randall Cobb back to the team. I think we let him go with too much muster still under his belt. Um, And he's going to the Texans where I don't know what's going on there. I'm I'm excited to listen to whoever has to back up the Texans on the Believe Podcast Network. um, Because that's a dumpster fire and a half. Uh, No, but I think Randall Cobb, I think he's a really important piece for two reasons. One, I think he plays the slot really well. We clearly had zero depth behind Devontae Adams. And I would have loved the guy up the middle. I mean, there's a very, very important play that Randall Cobb made that showed how important he was in the slot. And it was against the Chicago Bears and one of the greatest comebacks of all time on opening day two years ago when Rodgers staked the greatest comeback I've ever seen. Um, that 77-yard touchdown run by Cobb and catch was uh, was truly a sight to see. Anyways, I would have loved to have had him back on the team. I didn't. I wish we went that route. We might go that route with Clay Matthews. We'll have to see if that does come to fruition. But, yeah, Randall Cobb would have been a great signing and not letting go of Jordy Nelson when he did. Obviously, he's retired now, so that's not something to harp on. But I would have loved to have gone out and gotten Randall.
1: Mm-hmm. bring him back for another round number 18 who knows what the texans are doing every day i wake up and i'm like is this is this like you know my five-year-old cousin playing madden is this like a joke that's how i feel this team's <laughs> being run it's just it's bon it's bonkers I, I i hate to be you know i'm sure we all hate to be the coach from the couch but it's it is ridiculous it's ridiculous they're making moves that are unfathomable and i'm fortunate that you guys are not representing any of those teams and don't have to worry about that even though we have given Derek a bit of a hard time with the lines I still like to think that I'd rather take over for them and versus the Texans because the Texans are looking to be put themselves in no and no uh, no man's land Joey, we'll close out with you over here in this section what's one move this off season that you didn't love um with the Bears? yeah
0: just just to button that like I'm, I'm just really loving like I'm really loving Bill O'Brien's rationales with all this too as well It's like DeAndre Hopkins didn't want to get paid. It's like, yeah. So what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And your point,
3: like <laughs> Sean Watson
0: didn't want to be here. So we traded him. You know, it's like yeah. what <laughs> that's what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Um, for the Bears, um, you know, the obvious the obvious one aside, because, you know, obviously you're like, oh, man, I really wish we had done something at the quarterback position. But, you know, there were so many different options out there, but there weren't really options that I really liked personally. I mean, Philip Rivers is getting older. Can you trust Jameis Winston? Is Cam Newton healthy? You'd have to actually trade commodities for Andy Dalton. Enough said. Teddy Bridgewater, not enough of experience. So that part aside, I really wish we had kind of gone in heavy on the offensive line. You know, teams like you just see what the Rams did a couple years ago when they picked up Andrew Whitworth. They completely changed the complexion of their offensive line. Just a big, nasty dude that could completely anchor what they were trying to do out there. I was kind of hoping maybe they'd swing some sort of deal for a Trent Williams. Go out and just pay top dollar for a guy that you know that you can plug in at a tackle position, whether it's right or left, mm-hmm. and just start building your offensive line around that, get back to running the football, get back to kind of making us dictating the terms on offense. Because that was the Bears' problem. Is Trubisky's problems aside is our first 15, our first 15 plays last year were such garbage. And then after that happened, we would try and, you know, course correct and invert but teams were already sniffing that out and by the second half we were basically like a basketball team down 20 shooting threes the whole game and I think a lot of that just had to do with the stability in the front of the offensive line so that's the part that I'm kind of disappointed in that we didn't do wish that we had gotten a better tight end than Jimmy Graham but you know Hunter Henry got franchised Austin Hooper got a bunch of money and people that are giving Jimmy Graham a hard time I'm sure I'm sure our, our good Packers friend Raz can talk about this a little bit because I know Packers fans are we're not happy with Jimmy Graham But from the Bears' perspective, if the dude can catch forty balls for four hundred fifty yards and five touchdowns, if he can fall in the end zone five times next year, we would actually be ecstatic. So yeah, it took him two
4: years to do that in Green Bay.
0: So yeah, right. And then by the end of the the season, yeah, by the end of the season, they weren't even throwing him the ball anymore. They were like, "Hey, we got to get this dude off the field because we're better off running without him." Um, So I mean, you know, that's going to be a big, huge see, like huge wait and see. I know Ryan Pace loves his ex Saints, but I wish we had gone in on the offensive
1: line. Hmm. Great point, right there. I mean, Trent Williams is still available. No one's made that move. I can't, the second round pick, I'm sure the Redskins wanted it. Bears got two of them. Love that you're bringing that up. It'd be a good fit there for Chicago. Guys, time's flying. We're having fun. Going to go one by one down the row. I want a hot take from the draft for your squad and a hot take for the season, upcoming season. All right, Derek, we'll go to you first. Hot take for the draft, hot take for the Lions for the season.
2: Um, let's start with the season first. I mean, the Detroit Lions are going to win the NFC North. I mean, there's no question about it. That's uh, why they worst, call it a worst, hot take. <laughs> there's no doubt. I mean, I've, I've been on this podcast, and I listened to Jacob talk about CJ Ham. I had to listen to Ethan talk about old man, Aaron Rodgers, uh, some other bum that's like 50 years old and a slot receiver and, uh, some other guy that's uh, aging. Oh yeah. Clay Matthews is about 50 as well. So everybody uh, is heading down in the NFC North, except the Detroit lions who are heading up with youth and, uh, absolute ball players. I like to call them dogs out there on the football field. We'll see that this year. And in the draft, the Detroit lions are going to trade down not once, but twice Um, they're going to move around that draft board all day, and uh, they're going to come away with, uh, I'd say, 10 draft picks overall. Uh, Five of those guys are going to be impact uh, starters here in 2020.
1: Wow. Impact starters. Five from the draft. Count them. That's how many fingers i got in my hand. It's a lot, dude. I love the hot takes. though. That's what we're asking for. Joey, we'll go to you, man. Hot takes, the Bears.
0: Okay, hot takes. Um, All y'all in the NFC North... You think you got your quarterback situation all figured out. You're looking over at us. You're grilling your burgers on this side, and you think that we're all going veggie style on our side. Well, let me tell you a little something about the NFC North right now. Kirk Cousins, right? Oh, yeah, hot streak, baby, in the middle of the season. Let's do that play action. Dalvin Cookie gets hurt. You don't got that play action anymore. In his last four games, he only threw five touchdowns, threw three picks. We all know when Kirk Cousins gets from behind, he he doesn't throw the ball downfield. He's checked down City. Aaron Rodgers, oh, I don't know, last eight games last year, threw only 10 touchdowns. Four of those came against the Giants, y'all. So that means six touchdowns in his final eight games. You're going to hand the ball to Aaron Jones 22 times for the end zone? I don't think so. That's going to be a regression. The man's just getting older, and let's be honest, he's older than me, and I got gray in this beard, brother. I got gray in this beard. And my man in Detroit, Matt Stafford. I actually think Matt Stafford is a talented brother. I think he is actually great, but let's be honest, he's got broken bones in his back. Who knows what's going to happen there. He did have a stretch in 2018. He only put up an 82 quarterback rating against the NFC North in 2018. He went through a stretch of eight games and only threw five touchdowns. So don't y'all all all think that that your setup is as nice as ours, that you got the HDTV and we're running only on standard def. Let's just be honest here. The NFC North, it's going to be a tight matchup. We all know that when we play those games, they're 21 to 17 every single time. That plays into the Bears every single time. Hot take for the draft. You know, Bears are going to trade up again. <laughs> Bears are going to trade all their capital again, trade up for something. I'm not sure what it is at this point with Ryan Pace, our faith general manager. Um, like our good friend, like our good friend Jacob, the Vikings fan said, is dude, the guy drafts guys and you literally go, what? He went to what school? Mm-hmm. He went to, oh, wow. He went to, he went to Juco for three years and then he transferred somewhere else. And like the college has some sort of like, St. Mary's of Abilene, Christian, Dash, Davidson, something in the name of it. So that's probably my hot take for the draft is you'll see us trade up again. You'll be scratching your head again, trying to figure out what exactly we're doing. We'll trade we'll trade for somebody that you might not necessarily know. But honestly, uh Josh, you got the great hot take. Trading one of those forty-four of that fiftieth pick for Trent Williams. I'm in on that. Go Take for that it. Out of the
1: oven. I'll let that cool. I think that's a great move. <laughs> Leaving the oven, let it cool. Joey
2: in Chicago. Did you really just run down all our quarterbacks? Really? Did you oh, do that? Oh, I did, baby. Good <laughs> about who you got playing the position. He went I'm, there. I'm looking with envious eyes. I look with envious eyes at
0: the rest of the NFC North, going, "Oh, look at these guys. Twenty-six touchdowns, six interceptions. Oh, I'd love to have that." And then you kind of dig in a little bit deeper, and you go, "Wait a second. There's cracks in these armor. There's <laughs> this isn't." This isn't uh, perfect dealing with the gold standard here right now.
1: Yeah. This isn't Tom Brady. Or Pat Mahomes. Or Russell Wilson. Rodgers can be defeated, but he looked real good last year. I can say that. So, Roz, we'll go to you. Dark Lord
0: Rodgers. Yeah. Dark Lord Rodgers is going to the Hall of Fame. But, yeah, no, he's getting old.
1: Skip Bayless. What do you think about Skip Bayless saying, by the way, Roz, real quick, uh, that Rodgers is the most overrated? I know Skip Bayless is just off the rocker half the time. Most overrated quarterback. I thought that was ridiculous.
4: What kills me is that I love Skip and Stephen A. and all these controversial uh, radio guys, TV guys, because I'm all about that. Like I literally shock value. Half the things I say on my show probably don't make much sense and are probably way too outlandish. I mean, Skip hates Aaron Rodgers. He hates LeBron James. Or I forget which side of the coin he's on there. I've got Stephen A. backing up the bad man they call Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't know. Skip's never been on Aaron Rodgers' bandwagon. I don't know what Skip has to talk about. He's a Cowboys fan. And they have arguably the three, their three most important positions lined up with Ezekiel Elliott, Mari Cooper, and Dak Prescott. Yet they can't get to the playoffs let alone win easiest division in sports. So skip Bayless. It doesn't really bother me since I know he's going for the ratings. Plus we've got Shannon Sharp on the other side, whose brother was one of the greatest Packers of all time. So I know he'll always come to the defense of a true Packers player, Aaron Rodgers. Um So skip does not bother me.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. And then for, I, I agreed. I like that skip Bayless. Two hot takes, but the I Rogers being included, if he would breeze there as the all-time decade team, but you can't argue, man. The guy is a legend. He's got a Super Bowl, and as far as talent goes, you don't see many better do it. The rollouts, the extended plays, the making magic out of nothing, 12 is a good guy to have in the backfield. Hot take for the draft, Roz. Hot take for the season.
4: Well, I think it was great that you gave all these other guys a chance to kind of climb up the hill on their words because it was amazing. They were just coming for me. And I didn't even talk about Rodgers this entire time because I let Rodgers and Favre speak for themselves over the last three decades. <laughs>
1: the quiff the head. Uh,
4: ten and NFC, uh, NFC North Division Championships. The next closest is the Vikings and Bear, Bears, both before The Lions don't even have one. Um, and that's since 2002. I was doing since it became the NFC North from the NFC Central. Um, and again, I look at these over the last – 20 games against all these teams. Against the Bears we're 17 and 3. I mean that's absolutely ridiculous. Against the Vikings we have two ties which is annoying. It's tw- or it's 12-6 and 2. And against the Lions who've actually given us the most trouble we're 12 and 8. Um the Lions beating us four straight games over the last 3 seasons until obviously this most recent season. Um so nice nice try all of you guys trying to climb the ladder to the proverbial top which is where the Green Bay Packers sit. Hot takes Um, For the draft, I'll start there. Uh, Hot take, I already said we would try to trade up for a linebacker, but let's make it a little bit hotter. Let's trade up for Jerry Judy, uh, see if we can get all the way up, um, arguably to a top 10 spot or 12-11. I think that would be super fine. I don't think the Packers ever make that move, but if they do, I was the one here to call it first. And then hot take for the season, I mean, we're going to be Super Bowl champions. It's as easy as counting one, two, three. I mean, look at us. We went to the NFC Championship with a new coach last year a system Rogers had never seen. And Rogers was still not the greatest he's ever been and probably not playing at a hall of fame level, but he still was capable enough to get us to an NFC championship game. Rodgers is going to come back. I mean, the guy only got an offer from Illinois. The guy holds a grudge harder than anybody I've ever seen. He's still not talking to his family. Um, <laughs> honestly, he's, he's hearing, he's hearing what everybody has to say. He's going to come out there for the skip failuses, for the, I forget who else is on first take these days. They bring in so many Roger haters. Dan Orlovsky, the former Lions guy. If I could cuss him out on this show, I would. What is his deal? I mean, He's hating
1: on everybody I mean, all the time.
4: Oh, my God. And Rex, him and Rex Ryan are running amok over at ESPN, doing whatever they're doing, complaining about everybody. But I'm tired of all the Rogers hate. I've been hearing it for seasons. He's been hurt for two of them. He didn't have a great first season with his new head coach in the new system, these Super Bowl champions. The only team in the way is the Chiefs because I think Patrick Mahomes might, it's going to be very soon after Tom Brady. I think he's the next closest to being able to rival six Super Bowls. I don't know who's going to stop Mahomes, Mm -hmm. but the only person I see suitable to do it is number 12, Aaron Rodgers, the greatest quarterback.
1: Of all time. Whoa, there's the hottest take of them all. Number 12 in Green Bay being the greatest of all time. Uh, yeah, Mahomes is dangerous, but I think Rodgers, if there's a quarterback in the NFL that can do it, it's got to be Rodgers um, from that from that position. Jacob, we'll close out with you, my man. Vikings, hot take for the yeah, draft, I, hot take for the season.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm super jacked up that everyone's uh, hating on the Vikings because we've never been good at um, starting at the top anyway. So I'm going to go ahead and say that all <laughs> – all three of the other teams have a better chance of winning the NFC North as of right now this year, because, um, if, if you pick the Vikings off the bat, there's no way they're going to do it. So, um, you know, let us sit at the bottom let's climb from the bottom. Cause that's the best we've ever done. Um, and as of right now, I mean, we just let go of like seven guys on defense. So we got a lot of work to do before this starts anyway. Um, but I'm, I'm fine with it. Let us check down up top. Let us, um, let us chirp the CJ Ham take. Well, I'll take it all um, because all that matters is how we'll play from about, you know, mid-September on. Um, but hot take for the draft, I think, something. I have no idea what they would do it for. Um, but uh, I said earlier they're going to take a wide receiver and they're going to take a um, defensive edge rusher. Mm-hmm. And I think – we might be able to pull in there. I think a hot take for one of those spots might be a uh, offensive lineman because Lord knows we need help at that position all the time, especially with just signing, um, signing two-year extension to Kirk Cousins. I think it wouldn't be surprising to see um, us take a early um, offensive lineman and get away from the wide receiver spot because we can probably grab those anywhere. And also another hot take for the draft is um, – I think we might have a, we're in the market for a DB. So I'd be very interested to see if we take uh Diggs's little brother and keep a Diggs in the, in the Minnesota
1: family. Ooh, um, I like that. Diggs. Nice. So I think, um, I don't, I don't know if
3: that's, um, as much as a hot take or if that's been talked about before. We'll take really it. I like that. that. Attention to, but, um, I think it'd be very interesting to bring him to Minnesota after his brother left and see, um, how Stefan feels about, um, how Stefan feels about us taking his brother and getting rid of him. But also I don't have any hard feelings over Stefan Diggs. I just want to make that clear because he gave Minnesota the best moment in sports um, history. One of the best moments in sports history and definitely in Minnesota history. So um, happy trails to him. I hope he has a great time in Buffalo.
1: Nice. Love it guys. Great stuff all the way around. Very fun time talking the NFC North Expect expected a black and blue podcast. And we certainly everyone delivered. We certainly got that um, real quick before we let you guys go outside of your shows. Where can we find you, Derek? Twitter handle all that.
2: Yeah yeah i just want to say it was fun uh chopping it up with everybody nfc north should be a good division looking forward to it uh you can find me uh basically twitter is usually where i'm putting out most of my football takes mock drafts all that type of stuff at Derek okri d-e-r-e-k-o-k-r-i-e and then the believe in lions podcast drops on mondays and uh, also have the detroit kool-aid cast as well where we drink it in have that podcast talking lions uh, twice a (laughs) week as well so i got the lions covered here uh all over the place, as we saw on this show where I dominated the show. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't
1: that right, Green Bay? <laughs> yeah. Roz, where can Rose. we find you, brother?
4: Um, I am the worst at social media, but you can find me at EthanRose4 on Instagram. Honestly, it's a great time over there. Just did a mustache challenge, finally shaved it off right before this podcast. Wanted to be looking my best for these gentlemen. Um, but you can find me there. I post stuff about reality TV and uh, the Green Bay Packers, of course. And then we're at the opening line with me and Wits. Wits and Roz go off at one another. You thought Skip and uh, Stephen A had their own show. We're, we go off the top. We've been doing a round table with all of our boys back from the Deerfield area. That's where I'm from. We've been doing uh, some crazy debates, and uh, we've got a good one coming up this week. Our schedule is a little bit more sporadic. We, uh, we're we both full-time working men and uh, have a hard time getting the podcast out all the time. But we try for Mondays. We do aim for Mondays. So try to find us there at the opening line. Um, that's also on Instagram. we got some intern doing that because I have no idea what I'm doing um and yeah that's that's my line and uh hopefully we'll see you guys all soon
1: love it joey where can we find you boss
0: uh yeah guys first off uh this was great thank you so much for having me on josh really fun talking to all you gentlemen here the only thing that i think that was missing was probably a beer and a dive bar um yes ethan Ethan, my man i i think we know each other from some other life man because i'm i'm from Wilmet originally Hell and, yeah, uh, you, you seem super familiar, but we'll get to that in another time. You can find me on Instagram at uh, Christopollo, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-O-L-L-O-S. It's like chicken of Christ. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 a, I'm the happy host of the Believe uh, Believe in Betting Chicago right here on the Believe Podcast Network. And I also work for Rotoballer.com, mostly in uh, fantasy baseball and football. You can check out some of my videos right now on YouTube.com. Uh, if you've ever heard of that before, if you check in uh, Roto Baller. Uh, we break down uh, quarterbacks. I was covering the XFL for a while for them, a bunch of different stuff uh, as
1: well. RIP to the XFL, unfortunately. Pour one out for that. RIP. Your, your virtual beers, boys. Uh, and Jacob Tersasimo, work we find you, man. Filling in admirably for the Vikings. Uh-huh. Great job, brother
3: thanks um i'm both on instagram and twitter at Jacob or cersosimo, c-e-r-s-o-s-i-m-o kind of a tongue twister um you probably won't um say it right unless you hear me say it right and you probably won't spell it right unless i spell it for you um other than that i'm the proud host of believe in the atp tour where i talk all things tennis um such a global sport um a lot different than football i'll tell you that yeah um, but um i've been on a role of getting guests lately so um i got everyone from the epicenter of the coronavirus i had someone on the other day um straight out of queens and um we you know we try to we try to get everywhere and so um if there's any football fans that like to dabble into tennis every once in a while um there's believe in um there's a believe in american tennis also a believe in the atp tour so dabble in one of those tennis podcasts you might be interested in uh what you hear and what's so fascinating about the sport of tennis around the world.
1: Love it. Great football chat. Closing out with some tennis talk. Only way to, (laughs) only way to do it. Gentlemen, thank you guys so much for joining. Really great time. Love what everyone had to say and everyone in believe. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Really great stuff by everybody. Love it. Getting love, bringing the believe post together. So fun. And it's on zoom calls. We all get to see each other. It's really nice across the country. Just take an hour, you know, not to get too into it, but take an hour, talk a little football, you know, jab at each other a little bit. It's just a good time. A couple more things to tell you guys. Here's a quick word from our sponsors and a couple more words from our sponsors that I'll provide While you're waiting this out at home with us, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag. With no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on, but betonline.ag still has hundreds of places to wager, including their online casino with poker and blackjack. But sports aren't totally done. There's still eSports, American Idol, Big Brother, The Elections, The Spelling Bee. They are $750,000 poker series. What? There is still fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code mypod. 100 to receive your first welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. And last but not least, maybe most important, with home security, there's two ways you can go about protecting your home. You can wait for weeks for a technician to do a messy install that cost, that cost a fortune, or you could get SimpleSafe, the two-time winner of Cena Editor's Choice Awards. SimpleSafe blankets your whole home in safety, outdoor cameras, and doorbells alert you to anyone approaching entry motion and glass break sensors guards inside, guard inside, you can set up the system all by yourself and it only takes 30 minutes. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police in a moment's notice 24-7 and it's just 50 cents a day with no contracts. Go to Simplesafe.com team today and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day... 60-day risk-free trial. You got nothing to lose, only everything to gain. Go now and be sure to go to simplesafe.com/team. That's simplesafe.com/team for Simple Safe from Simple Safe, and all of us here wishing you safety and good health. Hope you enjoyed the roundtable. More to come. These guys were great. We're going to do a bunch throughout the year. And stay safe and enjoy time with the family and friends or whoever you're with. <laughs>
0: Puts it up. Yeah! It's one! He got the shot! Oh! Oh!
3: Derek Jeter, where fantasy becomes reality. It
0: is possible. It is possible! It is possible!